put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Trump, who's joining us now. Um, President Trump, thank you for joining uh, us tonight uh, via telephone. Uh, you're watching this unfold. Your reaction to Putin's threat if uh, any Western nation or any nation intervenes with this Russian military action? Well, this is something that should have never happened. This would not have happened during my administration. In fact, some people were saying, why didn't this take place uh, over the last four years? during our administration, and it didn't for a very good reason, and I'll explain that to you someday. But it wouldn't have taken place, and it wouldn't have taken place right now. And it's a very sad thing for the world, for the country, and it's certainly very sad for a lot of people that are going to be needlessly killed. Well, give us, give us a sense, though. I mean, you, you know Vladimir Putin. I mean, you've dealt with him. Uh, how would you have avoided this conflict, how, how would you have prevented these series of events from unfolding? Well, look, I do know him, and I know him very well. We've had many, many uh, times together. I got along with him fantastically, despite the fact that I shut down Nord Stream 2. Nobody would have heard of Nord Stream 2 if it weren't for me. I'm the one that shut it down, and I'm the one that told uh, Angela, you're doing a terrible thing by doing this, and they were going to get 75 percent, not 30 percent, 75 percent of their energy from Nord Stream 2. It was ridiculous. If you remember, I told you this uh, privately once. I sent them a white flag, a flag of surrender. I gave it to She said, what does this mean? I said, that means you'll surrender as far as Russia is concerned. They've had a lot of conflicts over the centuries. 
So I think that it's a it's a terrible thing. Uh, the way it started, I really don't believe he wanted to do this initially. I think he wanted to do something and negotiate, and it just got worse and worse. And then he saw the weakness. And, you know, it really started, I think, with the weakness in Afghanistan, the way they pulled out of Afghanistan. I really believe that's where he started thinking, you know, he can do this. Because when he saw President- how pathetic— Yeah, President Trump, I want to just ask you this. We understand that Biden, um, President Biden is monitoring the situation at the White House now and is going to talk to the G7 tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) And he's going to talk to the nation at some point tomorrow as well. Uh, Your reaction to that approach? I don't think he's monitoring. I think he's probably sleeping right now. (laughs) This is a terrible thing. I don't think he's monitoring. (laughs) I think he's probably sleeping right now, said President Trump. Look, President Trump was right in everything he said. And I think my favorite thing, I wish he'd stop giving interviews to Fox News flip-flopping hosts. That would be nice. That would be nice to see President Trump do more interviews with real news rather than corporate news. But I digress. It was a good interview uh, regardless. My favorite part of what he said was I sent them a white flag. And I said, this will be for basically you to wave because we will destroy you. That is why President Putin did nothing in the years where President Trump resided in the White House. 2014, Crimea. 2022, Ukraine. They wanted war. These bloodthirsty Democrats, they wanted a war, but they're not prepared to go into that war because Joe Biden's poll numbers would go from 30, whatever percent they are now, down to 10%. They would have even more of a hurdle to overcome to try to cheat in the 2022 elections. So they pushed the war. They prodded for the war. They poked the bear in order to go to war, all while looking so weak and feeble. Kamala Harris's rhetoric had nothing to do with the questions that she was asked when she answered them. Sounded like a 12th grader trying to literally ease the world's frustrations and aggressions at the brink of a world war. So nobody's going to take her or the guy who poops himself seriously. And you put all that together and you have a disaster recipe for what we're experiencing now. And the worst part about all of it is Joe Biden, in all of his illegitimacy, has already said, well, we're not going to send troops in. (laughs) Don't do it or else, but we're not going to send troops in. If you do this, we might crush you, but we might not. This is the last straw. This is that red line in the sand. Remember the red line that Barack Hussein Obama drew that nobody followed? Well, this is that same red line in the sand that nobody's going to follow. So they pushed and prodded. They knew what was going to happen. I've been telling you for two weeks, this was all part of the plan. We're going to get into that in a little bit. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But what I want to do is I want to now go and show you some of the footage. And I'm not going to show you some of the bad footage that I've seen. But I'm going to show you some of the footage as Russia moved in on Ukraine. Check this out. General, look at this if you can. Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's a column of main battle tanks that are coming to here. I'd say it's some sort of model of the T-72. You can tell they're rolling past. I'm going to have to speak very loud because they are obviously very loud as they roll along here. Um, they're rolling past our position right now. And what you can see here 
um, is that their tracks are very dirty, so they must have been dug into some field and now sort of switching their positions. They're coming past us right now, and this is this is really something. We can get close. You can see that their tracks are really covered in mud, so they must have been sort of dug into some sort of field position as they're rolling past us now. And now if we pan over, you can see that those those vehicles also, John, are now moving forward. Those vehicles are clearly now moving forward towards the territory of Ukraine. They've come from somewhere um, on the side. They've just made that turn, and that's exactly the road leading to Ukraine. So that's... All right, so that was a little bit of the footage yesterday afternoon. Then it started getting increasingly worse over the night. I want to show you this video right here, which is showing you how it looks in Russia in full power with Ukraine. This was over the night. gentlemen where's biden where are the globalists where's klaus schwab now oh he's laughing all the way to the bank these globalists were not ever prepared to protect the people of ukraine as a matter of fact joe biden kamala harris the entire left klaus schwab george soros nobody cares about the people of ukraine the people of ukraine from the perception of everybody that i just mentioned are collateral damage and they don't care the only people that are going to really suffer out of this, besides us economically, is going to be the people of Ukraine physically. They're all going to needlessly die. So many of them are going to needlessly die because of the bloodthirsty warmongering of the people on the left. We're going to get all into all of that on the first and foremost section, but right now, folks, I think we started to show off on such a negative vibe because of everything that's going on, because of all the evil that's going on. I think we need to just pump the brakes for a minute. And I think we need to go to the Lord because we always need to be doing this show and doing the news from a place of peace and joy. And I know I get worked up sometimes, but we need to make sure that we're following that path. So here we go. The morning newsletter I titled, He Will Share His Reward. I want us all to just stop and I know it's hard, easier said than done. I know it's hard, but please just get out of those images out of your mind right now. Know that this is the plan that must be followed. We're seeing the Bible unfold right before our eyes. So where better place to, to put our attention and to put our love and our eyes and our ears and our entire beings? He will share his reward. First of all, I wrote hello and happy Thursday. Wow, how fast the weeks go as we get older, huh? At least, ladies and gentlemen, we are on a destination to go home with God. And that is the greatest feeling you can ever have, regardless of all the stuff that's going on. And I want to let you know that we are doing great with the budget here on Life from America before we get into it. And we're adding more production and more partnerships. And we're going to let this business grow on God's time. We're not going to push anything. Having said that, let's get to the verse, which is Romans 8, 17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. 
But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. It is actually not us that the people are rejecting. They are rejecting the one that we represent. We are the body of Jesus Christ on this earth as we know it. Whatever people say or do to us, they are actually saying and doing to Jesus Christ. Therefore, Jesus promised to share his reward with us. Jesus will share all his glory and honor with those who have suffered shame for his name's sake. What a great reward, folks. What a great reward just for honoring Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed to stand up as an ambassador of Christ and profess your love and your loyalty to his holy name. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And now let's do the most important part of the show and let's worship God together. Let's lift our voices up to the name above all names, to the only name that you or I, our children or our grandchildren should ever remember. And that is the precious, holy, royal name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't need to look to our government to save. We don't need to look to Ukraine, to Russia, to NATO. We need only look as far as our Bible is in our sight. And that is who's going to save us, folks. So please remove your hats. And let's go to the Lord together so that we can get the attention of Almighty God. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory for ever. Amen. Our only hope, our only hope at survival, our only hope at being saved, our only hope at being able to experience joy and spread the gospel to others who need it is God. It's not Russia. It is not Germany. It is not America. It is not Ukraine. It is almighty God. Ladies and gentlemen, let's lift our cups up as we go to the first slurp of the day so that we can get started here on the first and foremost section. However, I do want to thank Mrs. Mills, Lawrence Mills and his mother. This is the cross that I said that they sent to me yesterday. As you can see, it's all dressed up beautifully, decorated beautifully, and it's even got a little place to put a battery to light this up. We will cherish this, and this will go up in the office along with everything else that you guys have sent and remember, ladies and gentlemen, cast all your fears, cast all your doubts, cast all your negativity, cast everything on this cross. This, this cross will filter, flourish, restore health, and give you a rebirth of yourself and this country. 
Thank you, Mrs. Mills. Thank you, Lawrence. God bless you. Now let's get to 1,000 shares. Let's stop messing around. Let's get, to the, let's get to the mode that we need to be in to effectively do Live from America. And ladies and gentlemen, more importantly, let's get ready to rumble. Here we go. People ask me, and they have been asking me for the last few days, should we, we be worried about this war with Russia or potential war with Russia? Well, the simple answer, and in some sense, the answer is yes, we should be worried. But not how the media would guide you to be worried. Not how the mainstream fake news media would portray what's going on. They want you to be in a bunker somewhere, hiding, hoping that resident poop pants will actually come through and save you. That's what they want. That's what the fear porn and the political propaganda breeds. It is fear. Fear, fear, fear. And then and then the almighty government, who has very low approval ratings, will swoop in and say, we saved the day. It's a tactic that totalitarians use. It's a tactic that dictators use. It's definitely a tactic that Vladimir Putin has used throughout his entire life as a leader. And it's a tactic that our Democrats use in this country today. And I, and, and I will say, a lot of the Republicans as well. We cannot fear. We should only push forward and we should only be worried about what we can control. So when I say in one sense, yes, you should be worried about this war, potential war with Russia. I come to you when I say that from a, uh, a, perce- a perceptive and a stance of economically. Not so much physically, but definitely economically, because we already know Joe Biden said, yes, go in, but we're not going to send in troops. I don't think we have to worry about boots being on the ground, at least at this point. Now, this could spiral out of control, which is exactly what the globalist community wanted to do so they can swoop in and restore order. I get that. But as of right now, here's what you should be worried about. You should be worried about where you are financially and where we are economically in this country, because this morning, when the opening bell rung at the stock market, at the stock exchange, the stock market market plunged 1,000 points, just shy of 1,000 points, literally overnight at opening bell because of what's going on in Russia. Now, why would the stock market plunge? Well, as the stock market plunged, the military, the military industrial complex and everybody who's involved with that, and I'm speaking of the globalists, Klaus, uh, Klaus Schwab, um, the European uh, Union, all of these folks, all of these people that just love this, they get rich while the stock markets plunge. And this happens all the time. They do this like clockwork. But who is in the middle of all that? You and I. Who's in the middle of all that? The people of Ukraine. Now, the people of Ukraine actually have to worry about their lives. Here in America, we have to worry about our entire economy. Almost 1,000 points at opening bell just because of that. Even worse, we're going to now have to worry about what China is going to do to add fuel to the fire. Because China, overnight, has come out with a statement and they refuse to condemn Russia for what they're doing. Meaning that they... Agree with what Russia is doing. And I'll guarantee you that while this is all going on, China, this is a strategic effort, folks, and not just by China and Russia. 
Don't think they're the only ones involved in this because our own politicians are involved in it right here in America as well. It's what I've been warning about. China is going to move on Taiwan and they're going to do it before any of this is over with the Ukraine because they want to add insult to injury and they want to show that the American people and the uh, United States of America as a whole is no longer capable of policing the world. They are no longer capable of keeping their allies and the people of those countries safe. They want to embarrass us beyond all means, first and foremost, and then once they've embarrassed us, and that they've showed that we're not going to do anything in response because of the people that are lining their pockets in the Democratic Party and the Uniparty rhinos, that is when when they're going to weaken this country even further. So what I'm more worried about is our primarily is our economic state, and then after that I'm worried about China making a move on Taiwan, and then after that it's just going to be a chaotic domino effect. Now, are these the end days? Is this what the Bible says? talks about maybe maybe not that's not for us to decide all we know is that we need to keep our focus on jesus regardless because we never know when he's coming it seems like he's coming but i guarantee you that every major gener every generation of all time could have said that at one point in their lives so instead of focusing on this being the world uh, the world ending event instead of focusing on what china's going to do to taiwan and what uh, Russia is going to do to Ukraine. What we should be focusing on is Jesus first and our country second. And with the failed leadership that we have in there, with the illegitimate, they don't even belong there. So nothing they're doing is legal anyway. I can see this becoming a chaotic domino effect. Now, I don't mean to open the show up like this today. I'm just telling you the facts. I'm just telling you the facts. Now, Vladimir Putin is going to go as far as Vladimir Putin is allowed to go. That's on us. So the Pentagon needs to get its crap together here. Stop worrying about what's happening with the left and lay the hammer down. The problem with that is, is everybody that's in charge in the Pentagon that tells our military men and women what to do, they're all part of it too. I know I sound like some crazy conspiracy theorist uh, theorist here. I get it. I know I sound like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. I get it. But how many warnings are people like me and others who are tuned in and tapped into this kind of stuff daily? How many more people are going to have to come out and say, this is going to happen, and then it happens, before you say, well, maybe he's speaking a little bit of truth there. Maybe there's some justification for what he's saying. Maybe there's validation behind the facts that he's telling us. I mean, when are they going to get it? Again, ladies and gentlemen, they're not stupid, and the only explanation beyond stupidity, is purposefully. They're not stupid, and we have the world's military might right here, so why are we not using it? Why are we not using what President Trump used in order to keep peace around the world? Why are we not using that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe Biden has not been nominated for any Nobel Peace Prizes. How many was Donald Trump nominated for? Let that marinate for a minute. Monkey see, monkey do. And when all of the leaders around the world who hate America and who want their chance at being on that pedestal see what Russia is doing to punk us and what China will ultimately do here in the next few weeks to punk us, guess what? They're going to punk us too. They're going to punk us as well. So here's here's the thing, folks. All right? This is where we're at. And I say this 
Because I firmly believe this is exactly what the left wants. The left wants chaotic domino effects all over the world so that we can finally usher in the global authority to restore order, hence the Great Reset, hence open border globalization, one world rule, one world economy, one world everything. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is go back and listen to that video that I played the other day of Klaus Schwab saying exactly what they did in Canada. That they basically wormed their way into their cabinet, took over the cabinet, and now more than half the people in the Canadian parliament are for globalization. And that's exactly what they've done here. And if you don't think so, all you have to do is look at the actions of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, and all the cronies that surround them, like the, um, like the uh, Andrew McCabe's and the Peter Strucks and the Lisa Pages and the Michael Sussmans. It's all exactly mirrored to what's going on in the government in Canada. It's mirrored to what's going on in the government in the UK. It's mirrored to what's going on in the government in Germany. And that globalization has spread like a cancer, and here we are today. And the only only way for them to fully take over is to come in and save the day from a massive catastrophic event. Coronavirus sound familiar, folks? Does COVID sound familiar? The only way for them to get your complete and undying loyalty is for them to create a catastrophic event, catastrophic event, excuse me, and then save the day so that you rely on them for safety. Oh, give us your freedoms and we'll keep you safe. It's the, it, I don't understand how the world does not understand that this isn't anything new. Now, 74% of the, war, of the United States does not want to go to war. So if 74% of the United States does not want to go to war. My question is, it's time for the American people, not the American government, the strength of the American of the, of, of, of the United States of America, which is her people. It is time for the American people to do whatever it is that must be done. And I say this with no suggestion on how. I just say it As a blanket statement, it is time for the American man, woman, and child to do what must be done to get these globalist sympathizer puppets out of elected office and maybe, just maybe, this trucker people's convoy that's starting to gain steam here in the United States might be the catalyst for that to happen. January 6th, although orchestrated and used to the benefit of Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the left, scared the crap out of them. Do you remember Nancy Pelosi saying she was running and hiding? Do you remember Mike Pence saying he was running and hiding? Do you remember all members of Congress saying it was the worst and most terrifying day of their life? So much so that even Airhead AOC had to fabricate an entire story to say she was hiding behind a door. They ran and they hid. Why would you run and why would you hide from the people that you are supposedly representing if not the fact that you are a dictator?
January 6th scared the crap out of them. I can only hope as a person, in my own opinion, and as a citizen of this great country, as a sovereign, free man of this country, I can only hope that the trucker convoy or the people's convoy, whatever we're calling it, is a catalyst to finally taking the power back from our corrupt government as it says we should in our founding documents, which is the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, speaking of this trucker people's convoy, let's move away from Russia, let's move away from Ukraine, let's move away from all of that talk for a minute, and let's move on to the trucker convoy. Because yesterday, the trucker convoy actually started, uh, departed from California and from Pennsylvania and from other areas in the United States of America. And the first to arrive in D.C. was the trucker convoy, or the people's convoy, I should say, coming from Pennsylvania. And of course, choppers spotted that right away and threw the mainstream media into a frenzy because only a few trucks have showed up yet, but that gives them validation that the rest is coming, and they don't like it. Check out this reporting done by a local Channel 13 News when they spotted the trucker convoy coming. You could hear the fear in their uh, voices. Look now from the D.C. area. That's a live picture from D.C. where a trucker convoy just arrived. Now, the truckers are protesting to end the COVID restrictions here in the U.S., and their actions could directly impact you because they are hoping to get their message across by tying up traffic on the Beltway. WJZ is live right now. Jessica Albert spoke with the trucker in charge of this convoy, which again headed to D.C. tonight. The truckers are stopped along I-95. Jessica, when you talked to him, what did you learn? Hey, Vic and Denise. I learned that this convoy actually left Pennsylvania at 8 o'clock this morning, and Chopper 13 spotted them about 30 minutes ago while they were driving through our area. From what I'm hearing from you, they've already made it closer to the D.C. area now. When I talked to the organizer of this convoy, he said that he wanted to be the first to get into D.C. to make his concerns and his truckers' concerns heard. We're going to go around the beltway and choke them like a big boa constrictor. Truckers are making their way from Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C., passing through the Baltimore area on 95 to protest COVID-19 restrictions and mandates. We as Americans have no more rights. We're higher gas prices, uh, mandates, whether... We should have a vaccine or wear a mask. That's the voice of Bob Bolas. We spoke to him over the phone as he was driving to D.C. Wednesday. He owns a trucking company in Pennsylvania and is leading a convoy of truckers to the nation's capital. They plan to block traffic on the Capitol Beltway when they get there. We're going to have trucks all around the whole Beltway. A lane will be open for emergency vehicles. There are similar convoys coming to the D.C. area over the next week, which local truckers are in support of. I'm hoping they do go out there. I'm hoping they stand there as long as they could until they run their diesel tanks empty. The protests are inspired by ones that happened in Canada for weeks. Another protest planned by a group called the People's Convoy is leaving from California and doesn't plan to make it to D.C. till next week. Bolas wanted to come earlier. We all have the same mission. My time schedule didn't coincide with them and we want our voices heard from our area. 
And we know federal authorities in and around D.C. are preparing for these truckers to come into the area over the next week. They plan to keep the roads clear for traffic to move smoothly. When I talked to Bob Bolas earlier today, he told me that he has already spoken with police and he plans to keep his protests peaceful. Reporting live tonight at 6, Jessica Albert for WJZ. Okay, so just the fact that only like 10 trucks showed up with the, with the, uh, the signs and the insignia, you know, saying who they were, it's already garnering media attention. Now, I've said this for the last few weeks, and I will continue to say this at the respect of, you know, kindly disagreeing with people who have organized this trucker convoy. I will say again, just for anybody who's listening, I do not believe that going to Washington, D.C. is A, smart, B, going to make a difference, or C, going to help our cause to remove or uh, um, unattach ourselves from the stigma of terrorists because of January 6th. I do believe that you would get far more attention, far more, uh, you'd get far more of what you want, and you would see something actually move forward if you all of a sudden said, aha, bait and switch, we got you. You got everybody in D.C. freaking out. You've got the military freaking out. And all of a sudden you change course and head down to the southern border. Now, everybody's saying this. Now, we've been saying it for the last week and a half. Now, everybody's saying it because it makes sense. It makes sense. Last night, the great Bill O'Reilly was on with uh, my friend Amanda Head and John Solomon on uh, Just the News, Not Noise on Real America's Voice News. And he even said that we should be going to the southern border. COVID is over, you guys. I don't understand why we would go to Washington, D.C. with the message of stop the COVID mandates. You want the, you want the COVID mandates stopped? Then stop them. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today, about how I always said COVID would be over when we said it was over. COVID would be over when we say it's over. And that's starting to happen. So all we have to do is not comply with that. We need to be going and we need to be protecting the southern border because that was the first articles of impeachment that was put on Joe Biden that will go through once we take over the House and the Senate. I can promise you that. Okay. Now we've got the second articles of impeachment on him because of his fake and, and, and disastrous pullout of Afghanistan. And now we can have third articles of impeachment on him for getting us into a war, pushing and prodding us into a war with a country that is a superpower that can affect all of us when 74% of Americans don't want us in there to begin with. And it just so happens to be a war with a country that we're trying to protect that we have really no reason to protect other than the fact that they belong to NATO. I don't know why we're trying to protect the Ukraine anyway. They're not a free state. They're just not. And here we are not protecting our own borders. Ah, maybe it's because Joe Biden has made billions of dollars and funneled billions of dollars through the Ukraine region with his crackhead son. I don't know, maybe. Long story short, maybe what they do is they go to D.C., surround D.C., choke it off, and then head to uh, the border after that. But I think, I think the gears are already turning in Nancy Pelosi's head. The gears are turning in the left's head. Go, oh, this is our opportunity right here to paint these guys as swastika Nazis again. And put this on Trump once again. Now, I'm going to move on from my disagreement because I don't think that I should be counterproductive in all of this. And I think 
massive amounts of disagreement when people are just trying to get things done and they're the ones putting their money, time, and effort behind it. It's not my place to disagree with them. It's my place to report the news, give my opinion, and move on. Now, I want to show you a scene from Adelante, excuse me, I never say it right, but from California yesterday where the trucker convoy departed from, uh, from California, I want to play the beginning. Now, Lee Dundas was on stage. We're going to get Lee Dundas back on the show to talk about this. But Lee Dundas was on stage. She was there. She gave a speech. She, 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 uh, they all sang, the entire crowd, peacefully and patriotically, sang songs to the Lord before they departed. This is incredible. You've probably seen it. But here we go. setting what a beautiful setting there's the strength of this country folks oh and I know all of you are singing right along with them there is the strength of this country right there singing and giving glory to God I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it I wish I'd have been there I wish I had taken him up on the offer and went there. But if I leave here, that means I don't get to do the show the way we're supposed to do the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the power of America right there. Giving thanks, giving honor, giving praise, and singing to the Lord first. First and foremost, before anything else, they're putting God first, ladies and gentlemen. Does that not just bring tears to your eyes? And then, secondarily, giving love and honor to the country. That's the way it should be. And they rolled out from California yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, keep these people in your prayers. Whether they're truckers, whether they're bikers, whether they're first responders, doctors, nurses, mama bears, whoever they are, please keep these people in your prayers. They're going to need it. Now, I know I haven't been very vocal with you guys on the chat this morning. I've seen a couple things come through. Number one, before we go into any more news, I want to acknowledge some of our family members here. It looked like somebody is having uh, somebody close to them, maybe a husband, pass away. I don't know who that is. I didn't see it. But whoever that is, I want to tell you my heart sank when I saw that. I love you. We're here for you if you need us. Okay? I know there's other folks that need some financial uh, assistance right now, and, and I get the messages by the day, folks, and we're going to uh, gonna get to you as well. I'm sorry that I can't um, get to everybody that we need to at the same time. So just please be patient with us. There's people out there who are losing loved ones, and we pray for them. I'd also like to acknowledge Donnie C. I got to speak with Donnie this morning. He's feeling a little bit better. I love him. So, Donnie, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for keeping us updated on what's going on. Um, I also want to say thank you guys 
for all the financial assistance that you give here to Life from America, not only to help other people, but also here on the Rumble Rants. I've seen some donations coming in. Just keep in mind, folks, that many of you are already monthly donors and you're already doing what you can. Uh, for all those who are not and, and want to help, Rumble Rants are a great way to help. It actually uh, funds my producer. If we want to keep him on the show, it helps fund the Slurp Fund that helps people out. And it just it gives us a little extra to be able to do the kind things that God instructs us to do on this show. So I just want to say thank you and acknowledge all of you on that. Now, moving forward, let's get back. I got a lot more news, guys. This, this morning show was, was filled with stuff I needed to get out. And I'm just so glad that you're all here. We have about 5,300 people watching on Rumble alone. If we could get one more round of shares out of you guys here at the end of uh, uh, the, the, the latter end of the show, that would be great. But here we go. Let's go rhino hunting. I hope you got your rhino permits because we're about to go hunt the biggest rhino of them all. And yes, he wears mom jeans and goes by the name of Mittens Romney because Mittens Romney came out, of course, and in rhino fashion right on schedule and started bashing President Trump about what's going on in Ukraine. As a matter of fact, mom, mom jeans Mitten Romney blames short-sightedness of President Trump's America first policies following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm not kidding you guys. This is an actual thing. Mom jeans Mitt Romney and all of his ignorance and all of his illegitimacy and all of his loserness. There he is. Look at him. There he is. There he is. Could have been a great guy. Could have been a great public servant, but decided to be a loser instead. He released a statement on Twitter last night after Russia invaded Ukraine. Romney blamed the short-sightedness of President Trump's policies for America first and blames all of this on President Trump. What a loser this guy is. What an absolute loser. Putin's impunity predictably follows our tepid response to his previous horrors in Georgia, which, by the way, they ran in in 2008. Who was president? Obama. And Crimea in 2014. Who was president? Obama. Our naive efforts to one-sided to a one-sided reset and the short-sightedness of America first, Romney said in a statement released on social media last night. Romney's statements hinted at Biden's attempt to reset the relationship with Russia at the beginning of his term, but more aggressively criticized President Trump's America first policy as a reason that this is happening, not even the current loser that's in there, not even the current sniffer and thief, pedophile, crackhead, lying, cheating, money laundering, insignificant, dementia-ridden president. Not him, no. We're going to, as a Republican, we're going to bash President Trump and his America First policies. Yeah, that makes sense. No wonder you're a loser, no wonder you lost. Remember when President Trump said about you? Remember what he said? He said, at that point, when Mitt came begging for my endorsement, I could have told him to get on his knees, and he would have. I wonder what he actually meant by that. The, the Utah senator and failed presidential candidate also took a shot at former President Barack Obama, who beat him in 2012, saying, quote, the 80s called, and we didn't answer, Romney said. Well, we also don't have Ronald Reagan, do we? Referring to a moment in the 2012 presidential debate when Obama dismissed his concerns about the threat of Russia. Under Trump, Putin did not make any, let me say that again for all those in the back who have liberal ears, any 
additional significant actions against Ukraine. Huh, I wonder why. Although he annexed Crimea in 2014 under President Barack Obama uh, and his administration when Biden was what at that time? Oh, the vice president. Remember how Vladimir Putin punked Barack Obama on a world stage by getting him to lean in and say, after the election, I'll have a little bit more flexibility. Huh, I wonder who really is Putin's puppet. Does anybody not remember that video? Remember when Obama leans forward after uh, uh, Putin punked him out and he said, look, after the election, I'll have a little bit more flexibility. To do what? To do what, Hussein? Oh, that's right. Help Russia out even further. Now it's starting to all make sense, isn't it? To all those people who don't follow politics every single day of their lives, it's starting to make sense now, isn't it? Why the, the, the Democrats tried to pin something on Trump to go to war with Russia. Folks, I believe they're all in on it together. So from one loser, Rhino, to some more rhinos. I hope you still got your rhino hunting permit because here we go. Missouri rhino Republicans. Let's go to the show me state because they are now pushing, and I'm not kidding, for new election rules that authorize drop boxes and allow for six weeks of early voting. Well, isn't that nice that all of these rhino uniparty Republicans continue to work with the Democrats and they're not held accountable? Why? Because they really can't be held accountable. All of us wish we could go back 100 years ago and hold people accountable the way men held people accountable. Problem is we have no men anymore. They've, they have filtered men out of the society because it's toxic. It is abundantly clear that the, uh, a certain rhino Missouri senators and representatives want to increase the vulnerabilities in our election systems versus reducing them. The most glaring example is Senate Bill 633 that was introduced yesterday. Everybody in Missouri, you need to write this down. Senate Bill 633. It was introduced yesterday. You still have time to kill it. While this bill does... Uh, does have two items on, a, on the wish list, which is hand-marked paper ballot language and photo ID, which is incredible. Thank God that's in there. It contains other extremely problematic language. Now, this is how things, things are done politically, folks. They push to see how far they can go. When they can't go to a certain point, they pull back and get some of what they wanted by giving you some of what you wanted. But all in all, the good does not outweigh the bad. Security should not be thrown away in the elections in exchange for convenience. Interestingly, at the hearing on Senate Bill 633, the head of the Missouri Clerks Association and the Green County Clerk Shane Scholler, for all of you in Missouri, that is S-C-H-O-E-L-L-E-R, Shane Scholler, suggested the hand-marked paper ballot language be changed to allow ballot marking devices to be used by all voters. This again subjects Missouri voters to having software placed between them and their vote. You can't hack a number two pencil or a pen. The following are the problems with Senate Bill 33. Number one, it authorizes drop boxes by the election authority. This would be the first entry into Missouri statute of election drop boxes. We, and we all know how they've worked all around the, around the country. So don't go get them now. Drop boxes break the chain of custody needed for secure elections, amongst other issues. Number two, 
It allows up to six weeks. That's a month and a half of early voting. So this provides a very significant increase in election vulnerability because for six weeks, the office polling location may have a live tabulator, not just for one day at the election day polling place, but for 42 days, there would be a live tabulator running. What happens if this tabulator is fed, is fed ballots when someone uh, cannot man the tabulator? Even for a minute, uh, even momentarily, because we've seen how fast that these vultures swoop in and just feed it when somebody isn't looking. Even if somebody does get wise to everything from the 2020 election, how are they able to correct it if it does happen? House Bill 2113 and House Bill 2140 are also bad pieces of legislation in Missouri that allow for drop boxes cross-boundary address changes up to and including election day and allows for the possibility of voting in more than one county, um, additional or designated polling places, and it's unclear and, uh, and increases chances of fraud. So there's no excuse for early voting a month and a half. And there's definitely no excuse to add drop boxes to your state election process when you don't already have them, knowing what's happening there. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I spent time and met um, Eric Reitens in Missouri. And there's a lot of people that are demonizing Eric Greitens, but if it's for, for, for what it's worth, shaking Eric Greitens' hand, feeling the firmness of the shake of his hand, looking him in the eye like we used to do back in the day, having face-to-face, one-on-one conversations with Eric Greitens more than once has led me to believe that He's not really just a politician. He actually is a fighter. So for all of you in Missouri, I would take a second look at Eric Greitens. And and if you're not supporting him, you might want to support him moving forward. Because it looks to me like Missouri is about to go full on Democrat everything. And we need to stop that right now. We need to stop that. So just beware for for your Missouri Republicans. Now, let's highlight in the last... 10 minutes of the show, I want to highlight some Republicans that are actually doing some good because, folks, we do still have Republicans in this party that want to fight for what's right. They want to fight for conservatism. All right? And some Republicans are doing just that. Yesterday, a letter was sent to Secretary Blinken from a dozen members of the House foreign GOP demanding answers about why U.S. taxpayer dollars are funding specifically funding migrant shelters and NGOs inside Mexico. Because President Trump's remain in Mexico policy is, is, is really uh, hurting the Biden administration from bringing in more, even though they still are, and the Supreme Court is actually talking about uh, this case right now, all the while Biden and Secretary Blinken are sending millions of dollars into Mexico so that they can build shelters for all the immigrants that are remaining in Mexico or who have been kicked back to Mexico awaiting trial or awaiting a court date, I should say. And they're funding the housing and the shelter for the NGOs who are all part of this border invasion to begin with. And now they're siphoning and sucking our taxpayer dollars to build them shelters in Mexico while we have homeless everywhere. The question of these shelters is important because in order for Remain in Mexico to work, migrants enrolled in the program must have somewhere to go once they are returned to Mexico by U.S. border authorities. Presumably, 
the State Department has some criteria for who gets enrolled in the MPP program, which is the program that builds the housing, and who actually gets sent back to Mexico. Perhaps based on whether there is bed space available at the shelter in northern Mexico, but no one, not even the ranking member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, McCall, seems to know what the hell is going on. Now consider the enrollment figures. During the last two years of President Trump's administration, approximately 68,000 migrants were enrolled in MPP, an average of 400 migrants per day. With the shuttering and subsequent resumption of the program, however, those numbers have plummeted dramatically. From early December to the end of January, just 673 migrants were enrolled in NPP, and only 403 were returned to Mexico after the enrollment, according to data released um, this month by the Department of Homeland Security. Now, what's more, ladies and gentlemen, is it remains unclear how much is actually being sent on these services, and where exactly the funds are going. The whole thing is opaque. You can't, it's, 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 it's not as transparent as it needs to be, so nobody knows what's going on. Who knows? It could be billions of dollars. And maybe the Biden administration would like to keep it that way, you know? Because if United States funds are going to Mexico to pay for transporting migrants say from Brownsville, Texas, to Monterey, it's a reasonable assumption that some of that money is ending up in the hands of who? The drug cartels and criminal gangs, which ultimately goes to rape, pillage, and murder. And they control pretty much all of northern Mexico. And that is done by, and that is told to us by the reporting of Ben Berkwam. So ladies and gentlemen, there are many, 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 many reasons that once we take over the House and the Senate, 2022, that we can start holding these people accountable all the way back to November of 3rd of 2020, and even before that, because now that, now that the Supreme Court has said executive privilege doesn't exist, we're coming for you, Barack Obama, we're coming for you, George Bush, and we're definitely coming for you, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris. We're definitely coming for all of you. But one thing that we did forget to do today, folks... We did forget to give the dumb, dumb award of the day. So for all these uniparty mom jeans, Mitt Romney, uniparty rhinos, and all of their Democratic uh, counterparts, let's go ahead and cue that dumb, dumb, shall we? Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Joe. Oh, not that one. That's not the one we want. We want the dumb, dumb award. My bad. There it is. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to Mitt Romney and the rest of those uniparty losers. All right, we're going to end the, uh, end the day today, folks, talking about what we started talking about with COVID and COVID being over. COVID is, is, is it's, it's over. Nobody's even talking about it anymore. Nobody's talking about the hospitalizations. Blue cities and blue states are dropping restrictions everywhere. People are pulling mask signs off the door. Pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a thing of the past. But you want to know, what did that? We did that. We decided we had enough. And what justifies me saying that we did that and COVID is over and we've had enough? Yes, I know there are still people that are experiencing some kind of restrictions of COVID. I get it. It's not completely over. But as a, as a, as a fear and as a disease, it's over. And what makes me say that is the new jobless claims. Because jobless claims fall to historically low levels as the economy naturally brushes off Omicron. 
Now, this sounds like it's good news for Joe Biden, but it's not. It's good news for the American employer because the American, what this is going to show you, what I'm about to read you, shows you that the American employer is done firing people based on coronavirus. It's over with. We're not going to continue to hurt our businesses. We're just going to keep people working. So that, for that reason, job, jobless claims have fallen dramatically. The number of new applicants for unemployment benefits fell by 17,000 last week to 232,000 overall, an extremely low rate that suggests that employers are increasingly determined to avoid letting workers go at all costs. Weekly jobless claims are seen as a proxy for layoffs and have been watched closely in the recent weeks for indications about how COVID-19 affected the labor markets with this Omicron variant. This week's decline continues a generally downward trend in jobless claims since the Omicron variant peaked in mid-January and comes after a surprisingly good January jobs report. Now, those are not jobs that Biden's creating. Now, you're going to hear this by your left-wing friends and coworkers that the jobs are more jobs are happening now than they, than they have in a long time. Uh, Biden's adding jobs into the, into the workforce. People are, more people are working again, but he's not adding any jobs. There are no jobs being added. This is people just simply not getting fired for not being vaccinated. This is just people keeping their jobs because employers can no longer afford to get rid of anybody. So don't let them twist and spin this. This is actually good news. This is actually really good news. So for all of those employers that held out, for all of those employees that held out and said, you know what, I'm not getting vaccinated, all of this stuff is finally coming to an end, and I want to give all of you, finally, the real music, the Smarty Award of the day. Good job for holding out. And thank God employers are finally, employers are finally starting to get it and say, you're not going to tell me what to do with my business. Amen? Well, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I hope I didn't hit you with too much stuff today. I hope I didn't hit you with too much bad news in the beginning there with the war with Russia. But look at it as not what they're selling. Look at it as what it really is. Read between the lines and understand what's really going on. And that's all I try to do on this show. So remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. And folks, if you do find value in the show and you've not become a monthly donor yet, please go to JeremyHerald.com and sign up to be a monthly donor. Our bills are only going to grow because our status is growing. What we're trying to do is growing. And it will only grow on God's time. God bless you guys. Keep your families close. Smile on your faces and spread the gospel. See you tonight. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America